And as always, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Paid for by Kamala Harris. Let the great experiment begin! <laughs> so cringe. Do it. Oh, this song's so good. It's a showdown. Oh, we got us so excited again. She cried to the southern wind. You remember this from Kingpin? Oh, yeah, of course. It's a great scene. Yeah, he's his hair yeah. all tossed about. Yep, da 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 da. That's ELO Showdown for yes, those uh, that are uninitiated to the ELO gang. Electric Light Orchestra. That's off one of their earlier albums. It is. Oh, it's a young one. Oh, if they go An on, old one. If they go on tour again, what am I talking about? We are definitely going. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't miss that. That was a great show. It was fantastic. It's where we took the famous picture where you look <laughs> yeah, like my yeah. father. Where it's been repurposed <laughs> a thousand times. <laughs> do you remember when we originally took that picture and I edited one where I was like four inches yes. taller? And <laughs> yes, I, was like, I do. <laughs> If I would have known, because that was, I don't know, I think because <laughs> you're leaning in. Well, I was you're like. You're leaning in. And I, I, oh, think, I mean, you are much taller than me. I, I mean, that's I not did, a secret. I think I did have a heavy buzz on, too. So when it was like, hey, we're going to take a picture, I did like grab you by the shoulder. And I was like, ah, come here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but no, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're much taller than me. But the, the, the size difference looks absurd in that picture. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, it's a great picture." Except for I look—I literally look like um, the funny part. The funny part—it's it, like Jack and the Giant. You the, know? the funny part is when you did edit it and sent it to me. Like I didn't even notice. No, you didn't. Because everybody's the same height to me. Yeah. Like everybody is like, I'm six four. So like anybody under I don't know six foot, it's just kind of all, you know. Yeah. All the some, same kind yeah. of size. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, anyways, yeah, ELO. ELO. We're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going if they come back. We missed Springsteen. He was here last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, completely slipped my mind, and then they were like, oh, it's this weekend. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that one went out the window. I did look up tickets, and they were like $350. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Bruce. We had a great time at the Bruce show we went to, uh, but that's a hell of a Lego set, man. <laughs> I mean, everything in my life is now weighed against whatever Lego set is, damn my, near uh, a razor you know, crest. is my du jour, yeah. soup du jour of the moment. What does soup du jour mean? Is that the soup of the day? Yeah, I think so. Okay. From Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anyways. Um, <laughs> also by the Fairley Brothers, speaking of Kingpin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You big soup guy? I'm not a big soup guy. No? I feel like we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Everything, it, yeah, it all comes food. back around. It's very picky. Anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. <laughs> welcome to the Clone I've Cast. I've gotten better. You have. I yeah. had a big bowl of broccoli before you came <laughs> over. Granted, I put a little sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce on it, but you know what? I got my servings of vegetables for the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. Now, what we do here is what we used to do is it was this Clone Wars show. Loved it. Great show. It's a Star Wars. Good this stuff. is a Star Wars really podcast. Really good stuff. Yes. This is a Star Wars podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, but we used to review the Clone Wars. We finished that up. We're on to Rebels now, and we're on to Season 3, Episode 7, Imperial Super Commando. So we're watching and reviewing in chronological order that goddamn Rebels show. Goddamn Rebels show. 
But first, we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. Yep, then we get right on into that episode. Then we get right on in there. Uh, with the amount of stuff that we have to cover here, uh, I would say probably on the longer side. Of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neither here nor there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Oh, that edible just hit hard. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's a showdown. It's going to be an interesting one. I got these new uh, edibles. Um, this one, like, How there's... Are, okay, go ahead and finish. This one is just straight THC. Like, a lot of them have CBD yep. plus THC. This one is just THC, so your body di- actually, like, takes it in a lot quicker, yep. and, like, so it comes on quicker. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's when I took. So, I don't know. What time did you get here? About six? Yeah. Yeah, I took it right around then, and okay. it just, I, just, just now, just, boom. Yeah, recently, yeah. I think I took, I think I took one that was mostly THC, and it was the same deal. Like, I wasn't... Because I typically take like THC CBD, and I do it like every what, like once a month, something like that. I'm not on the same, yeah, on the same schedule as you are. But so it doesn't really affect you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But once I took it, I was I took the like mostly THC one. I think like Brie went to bed and I was doing dishes. Like in the <laughs> middle of doing dishes, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now the Athorian historian found himself in some. Uh, he found some. He got like a tincture. And it's oh, like yeah. super potent weed. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent it. Let's check in on him on the old Twitter messages here. Um, okay, he's been sending me songs. Uh, it's a guy playing piano. And he also sent Mystical Shake Ya Ass. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. And he says, I came here with my dick in my hand. <laughs> now, this man is out of his mind high right now. This is the kind of thing he was sending earlier today. Oh, man, you need to get on this train. I can feel my eyes. <laughs> it is great when you are just just blitzed beyond control. Yeah. And you come up with ideas that you think are funny. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to write this thing down. And then after you come down, yeah. you look at it. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is a good a message for him. Uh, now, granted, he's very high. Yeah. He goes, um, I was like, well, how much did you take? And he's like, oh, it's like cat meds. You just drop. It's a tincture. You just yeah. drop it under your tongue. And he goes, uh, he goes, I put it under the tongue like acid, but you can slap it in on your granny's sweet tea at the family reunion and go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shout out to the Athorian historian having a great time yeah. with his extremely potent tincture of THC that he has. Before I before I ever like smoked weed or ate any edibles, I like. You and I are both huge Beatles fans, and when I first yeah, watched, yeah, and by the way, Garrick said the Beatles suck today, so I challenged Garrick to war. When I watched, when I first watched the Beatles, that's, that, an, that's it. The Beatles I'll anthology. Paul told a story about how they got introduced to marijuana from Bob Dylan. Yeah, and it was at like a party, and they were all like just out of their mind high. And Paul <laughs> tells a story about it. He's he like something came to him and he was like oh my god i figured it out i need i need a pen i need a pen and paper i need a pen and paper was that i got to get you into my life no he was like no he was saying i figured out like what's wrong with the world and what society like i found a solution for it and he like someone gave him a pen and paper and he wrote it down and he put it in his pocket and he said the next morning he woke up and he was like oh yeah that's right let me see what i wrote down (laughs) he opened it up and it was like there are five levels. <laughs> That's all he wrote down. <laughs> oh, and man. it wasn't until after I like actually like started like taking edibles and like yeah, no, that is the great that thing. That I was about like, oh high. yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, that is the great thing about getting high. Like 
you have these very odd moments of clarity yeah. that you like, can't oh, explain. Oh, I just figured it, it yeah, out. I figured, figured everything out. out. I had one this week. We'll talk about it in the Mando segment. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian. We're going to talk about the Bad Batch. And we're going to talk about The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> a lot of properties to cover nowadays. Yeah. It would, man, they're really putting us through the <laughs> ringer. Uh, but you did take a little uh, visit down, oh, yeah. uh, down memory lane. Um you visited our old friend, Steve. I, I you can waste time cool. with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. We have lots of that. Nothing can make me change my mind. Okay. So... Visited Steve. What do you got for us? I paid a visit to our friend at Cedar Cliff Collectibles, Steve. Um, not a whole lot, but there were a couple of gems. So, first of all, I took a picture of he got some Legos in, which I rarely see there. I don't really see any Legos there. Yeah. But I sent them to you, and you were very excited when you first saw them. I was on the toilet when I got the text. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm going right now. But then I thought about it. I was like, Tom, no. <laughs> I, I had to stop myself. Well, and he, you had recently, what, you just bought uh, another Lego set off of Craigslist, and you told me that you discovered a PS5 at Target in the wild. I bought it, and then I returned it. Oh, you did <laughs> return it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was like, dude, no, I, I mean, I, I can get one down the line. They're getting, They're starting to become more prevalent i'll get one when i really absolutely need it but i was like you know what you gotta you know you bought the sand crawler which we haven't even really talked about i bought the ucs sand crawler it's built it's glorious it's got all the droids it's It's got jowis it's got uncle owen and it's got luke with a lightsaber for some reason (laughs) but it's great it's it's a great set uh it's one that i wanted for a long time tatooine is looking pretty festive i need that java's palace i'm telling you well anyways I was like, dude, just take a break for a month. So, I mean, I, you know, I've been well, better also, about spacing them out. I'm going to space it out a little more before I make my next big purchase. It also helps that there are zero games for that system at the moment. Well, there are some, but I'm like, okay, well, I like, uh, you know, the idea of playing God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. And I'm like, I can get that on PS4. Yep. And I'm not the kind of gamer at this point where I'm like, I need the absolute max res graphics. Like, I'm more concerned about playing the game, getting yeah. the story. Um, so at some point I will get it, yes. but now was not the time. It was a very impulse purchase. And I was just like, no, dude, you get the credit cards to zero before you make another one. So, yeah. so I'm taking some I time. Did, I did send you pictures from Cedar Cliff and one yeah. was of the Sith infiltrator Darth Maul ship from Phantom cool Menace. Set. Very cool Lego set. I think the authorian historian actually has this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a TIE fighter, random TIE fighter set, and then uh, like Anakin's Jedi starship, but the green one and not the yellow one. I don't yep. know what the distinction is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but but anyway, those are the ones that I sent I, you. And then there was kind of a cool uh, like Starship Enterprise wall clock that I thought you were quite taken with. I was. It was the Enterprise E. At first, I thought it was just a model of the Enterprise E, and that really had me going because the Enterprise E's probably one of my favorite starships of all time oh it's a beauty <laughs> now enterprise e actually showed up in star trek first contact the movie because the enterprise d was destroyed in the first movie star uh, trek generations okay 
Anyway, so it's it's actually it's not the one from the Next Generation series. It's strictly to the movies. It's a Gosh, sovereign I... class starship. It's a bit longer than the Galaxy class. I'd say by about 150 meters. Yeah. Uh, it also has better proton torpedo. Not uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm in my Star Wars mood. It's not gonna, proton. I was gonna it's say photon torpedoes. Yes. It has the upgraded proton torpedoes. I think what they're called is like a they're called like plasma photon or something yeah. like that. Shooting blue, taking out fucking Borg ships. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, but then I saw it was a, a clock. And I was like, I don't want a clock. I don't. I, I don't look do good the clock. in here, though. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a clock. Any wall space. Anytime I think about like novelty clocks like that, they're always in the most inconvenient place because it's a clock. So the first function has to be telling time. Telling time. So like right on the body of the fucking ship, it says like twelve ten p.m. And I'm just like, that looks like shit. I wanted it for the ship. The other thing Steve had is he had a uh, Black Series. You're not even addressing my concerns. He had Black Series lightsabers. He had Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. And I'm actually kind of surprised that you're not more into the like, lightsaber. Light Lightsaber collecting. Well, look who's talking. I know. I haven't seen you buy one. Well, that's... I don't know. I think it's because the Black Series lightsabers, they are very, very cool. Yeah. But I do know that there are alternatives out there that you can buy that are, like, unofficial. Sure. That, like, look and feel even better than the Black Series. I can see that. And then I just don't buy either of them. Yeah, I mean... Maybe sometime I'll, I'll get it. I don't know. I just went so hard into the Legos that, like... And I still haven't lost the itch to build Legos <laughs> that I just I, I just can't concern myself with other types of um, if I'm going to split it is on something, very satisfying. It is extremely satisfying. And I love my little town. Yeah, I got a town. So, um, yeah, I don't know. M- someday, maybe I'll be lightsaber guy. OK, you know, maybe maybe that feels like a summer thing. You can catch me out like I'll go down to. Bitty Mekaska, and I'll fucking stand around, and I'll swing my lightsaber around, and people saw, can film me. I think I saw a TikTok or something, and it was somebody that, like, was doing cosplay type stuff, and they had a 3D printer. And I did have, like, the random thought, like, I could be one of those guys yeah. at some point. Like, well, some guy have... that, like, gets a 3D printer and, like, finds plans online and, like, actually, like, uses Bondo and shit and makes, yeah. like, costumes. Yeah. It'd be fun. That would be fun. I don't think we've talked about before. We're not. Uh, we're we're done trying to be cool in our lives. Oh yeah, like that. Yeah. Sh- that ship has sailed. That <laughs> ship is long gone. I, you know, I uh, I wear this Star Wars podcast around my neck proudly. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I I wear my Legos proudly. <laughs> I have realized this uh, after, as as I've aged. Every once in a while, you will come across somebody that still is in that camp, like is still concerned with like appearance and like being cool i'll give you one guess as the one that's coming to my mind i i think i know does his name end with a dollars <laughs> <laughs> frank daddy dollars <laughs> but every once in a while like clark sent me a picture of his latest profile picture he he like he got another ai photo set done uh-huh oh yeah 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 he, he did a bunch of the ai photos so his new profile picture is this AF. He's going to be 40 in September. I know. Like, <laughs> but that's the crazy thing. It's like I come across these dudes that I'm like, I'm just puzzled. And like part of it, too, is like I've been in a relationship for a very long time. So yeah. I have no concern with like trying to like attract the opposite sex. So that helps. Yeah. Um. But still, like I, I was at work and we were in a meeting and it was like going around the like table. It was like, hey, what did you guys do this weekend? It was your typical like Zoom work meeting type stuff yeah and it was 
the Monday after the Super Bowl. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I watched the Super Bowl, but I actually I, I think I paid more attention to Zelda on my Switch. I'm replaying Breath of the Wild. I played more paid more attention to that than I did the actual Super Bowl. And there was one guy that I work with that was like, you know, Adam, like you really my hat's off to you. I can't. Uh, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be willing to reveal that information or he like what? said something like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, he's like very concerned with like not appearing like a dork. Jeez, man, what a way to live. I know it must be exhausting. I Yeah, man, I played my top 10 cringiest songs for my Spotify 100. <laughs> yeah, for... They were all great. <laughs> They're all great. They're very catchy yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. I, hey, man, if something's catchy, I don't care if it's a fucking weird parody of some video no. game song. Rock it out. Do you know how many times that I've... guy would never do that, though? Do you know that's how... a miserable way to do live? Do you know how many times I've listened to the Family Matters theme song just over <laughs> and over? <laughs> it is a hell of a piano riff. Who's singing? It's a rare condition. This day and age, read any good news on the newspaper page. Known tradition. Of the grandest sign, some people say, is even harder to find. <laughs> Here comes. Oh. Well, there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Do you see my hands are doing it? All I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every scene. As the days go by. We're going to fill our house with <laughs> happiness. There's room for you and room for me. With gentle hearts and opportunity. As the days go by, it's the gentle love of the family. We'll cut that. <laughs> no, that stays in. Yeah, that stays, stays in. in. Man, we're really forcing that. All right. But yeah, so Steve. I, I think I picked a bad day to try turning up the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not like just straight like we're gonna have to do some extra production. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm too high to do anything like that. So yeah, I, I walked in and Steve was talking to a uh, he was grading some cards behind the counter. He was talking to a kid about some comic books, um, but s some gems that I picked out from Steve uh, that I overheard was him talking to the kid about Batman. <laughs> oh no! And he was like, "Oh yeah, man, uh, Batman. Oh well, that series. You know, they only did like seven issues of that." They only did like seven issues of that, but that one's that one's good. They got like uh, they got Asriel in that one and Bane. Oh, can't beat Bane, bro. <laughs> He's a Bane guy, <laughs> apparently. Do you think Steve's an Omega Red guy? I don't know. We got to find out. I got to see where he I'm comes on, down I'm, on X Men. I, my Omega Red fandom came back hard after finding <laughs> that Funko Pop. I'm looking at getting a really cool like Omega Red like pvc statue or yeah. something man. i love omega red maybe get a saber tooth the other thing is those fucking 80s and those late 80s early 90s villains those 80s and 90s villains oh yeah the best they're man they're nuts because they're like pro wrestlers yeah it like mirrors the pro wrestling universe like the colorful fucking characters. And they're like their power we talked about this last week off air but like their powers aren't defined yeah like i remember watching the cartoon as a kid and like 
I had no fucking idea what Mr. Sinister's powers were or yeah. Omega's red powers were. They just seemed to be like random and yeah. off the wall. Magneto, though, we knew. Oh, yeah. That was cut and We dry. knew. Uh, oh, but Eric Lencher. Steve, uh, the other thing Steve was doing, he was grading cards behind the counter. And then, like <laughs> like I magic just, cards? I just randomly heard him talking. And he was like, well, let's see. Let's see what a Rain Wilson autograph goes for nowadays. <laughs> he started Rain pulling Wilson. Stuff. I know. I have no was it a Rain? Idea. Was it like an office card? I have like no Dwight idea. Um, but yeah, so I talked to Steve, and then I uh, that was th- those were the main gems, and then uh, I ended up buying a couple of things that I'll show you. So this is the first one that was in the back case. <laughs> Did you buy the Rain Wilson card? Back case. I had to get him to unlock it. Oh, this is delightful. This is awesome. Do you have means to play this? Yeah, you do. I got a I got a Game Boy SP. Okay, well we should probably say this is an Ubisoft Nintendo game, the original, an original game, Boy. game Boy game, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars. Yeah, very cool. I can only imagine it's terrible, but I think you'll have fun with yeah. it. Well, yeah, well, I had to get it. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And then, I gotta get it. No, oh god, you know what I want to buy now? An original Game Boy. <laughs> I know. With oh. the green screen? Yes. The thing that takes like eight, eight yeah. AA batteries? Oh, my God. I wish I still had my Game Boy. I still have my Game Gear, which is revolutionary. Well, speaking of batteries suck. Holy yeah. shit, those Game Gears. Yep. You know, Steve has a shitload of Game Gear games. If we keep mentioning batteries, we're going to have to take <laughs> I know. a wild turn in direction. All right, all right. I'll stop yeah. us right now. So here's the other here's the other purchase I made. And I, I, I have never played this, but I've always wanted to. Now I just need the means to do so. Oh, the original Metal Gear. The original Metal Gear. I've played it, and from what I remember of it, it's like a top-down, you yeah. look above yep. shooter. Um, but, like, the stealth aspect, I don't think they really played that up in the original No, Metal it was Gear. just like you're yeah. a soldier that was, like, yeah. infiltrating a base or whatever. Kind of like, you know what game I used to love? The, my favorite top-down game of all time is, uh, do you remember Raiden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a pilot... Yep. Yeah, that game was fucking sweet, man. Um, anyways, that's... But I'm a big, like... I, you're a big I, Metal Gear guy. You're a Metal Gear head. I started with Metal Gear Solid, though, so I never yeah. played the originals. So I've always wanted to go back. But after getting this out of the case, Steve did enlighten me on a couple of things. About the original Metal Gear? About the, well, specifically the cartridge. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, I've never played the original. He's like, yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh <laughs> Boy, they screwed. Uh, they screwed Michael Bean though. I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Well, that's what they used for the for the the cover. The artist, the artist. Did, he just it was a shot of Michael Bean that the guy colored over. And it wasn't until I looked at it, it's fucking Michael Bean. <laughs> it really is. Like Steve is not bullshitting. What the fuck? And and Steve said he was like, "Yeah, the guy that did the artwork for the Metal Gear box art was Kyle Reese." And he just took a picture of Michael Bean from Terminator and just colored over it, and that's what they used. It is Connor-like. No, I will. I'm going to send you a picture right now. Is I'm that gonna, like from I'm still from T1? I'm going to text it to you it's right like they're now. Like an identical still from T1 or something? Yeah, that's what I'm texting you right now, side by side. Dude, actually, that's kind of brilliant marketing too. Somebody might see that and like be a Terminator fan. I know. Wow, Konami. I was talking Konami the other day. <laughs> I went out. I, I met up with a Guitar Hero Nick and a couple other buddies, um, and we were just talking video games. And I was like, "What's Konami up to these days?" We're Konami not guys. Much, they got the. They're like, yeah. They're like, really not much. They I, cut ties with Hideo Kojima. Yeah, 
And they also apparently they're only like producing like weird like gadgets in like Korea yeah. or Japan or whatever now. I don't know. You get the picture? I oh. just texted it to you. Oh my phone. I'm looking. God damn it. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. It is like he just inked over the the picture. Pretty awesome. So then that and I'll I'll post that on the Discord after this. But and then Steve did um he did that sent him on a tangent about inkers, like comic book inkers and stuff. He was like, Oh yeah, Kyle Reese. He was he just that's all he did is he covered he like inked over actual photographs. Same with Alex Ross, who like I'm not a huge comic book. You've book heard of guy, Alex Ross. I've heard yeah. of him and he was like, Alex Ross doesn't draw anything. He just takes pictures and, and inks over them. He's like, and every once in a while, he'll do one that I recognize because he'll uh, take a, take a uh, like a session out of a Playboy or something, and I'll, I'll recognize it because typically he does your unknowns. <laughs> he does your unknowns, but every once in a while, I'll spot a Ginger Lynn, <laughs> and oh boy, I know a Ginger Lynn. <laughs> I love how Steve like, every once in a... <laughs> recognizes just a pull from a Playboy. He goes man. every once in a while, I'll see a Ginger Lynn cover, and I'll be like, nice. <laughs> He's but he started got talking about Ginger Lynn, and I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah. Steve's a, Steve is a, he's the gift that keeps that giving. Yeah. Old Ginger Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and no squirrely guy. No squirrely guy. I haven't Man. seen squirrely guy there in a while. Should we get a wellness checkout on squirrely yeah. guy? Yeah. Somebody, Amber Alert for Squirrely Guy. But yeah, so that was my trip to Cedar Cliff. All right. Well, it's always good to check in with Steve. I was going to go, but then I, you know, I think I, you know, I just thought better of it. Yeah. It's not, I got to save some you money. You do got to get in there. I also have to save some money. Well, you can go and not buy anything and no, just I talk can't. to Steve. This is what I do is I buy things. If I go in there, something is getting bought. <laughs> and it'll probably be that fucking clock, and I'll get it home and be like, I hate this fucking thing. So let's just. Let's just let Tom kind of decompress. I almost drove to fucking nerding out this weekend just to get the Bo-Katan PVC because I was so hyped oh, about the Mandalorian. Got that thing. Yeah, I, mm. <laughs> she's one of my girlfriends. I almost feel like I have to support her. Right? It's a great song. It really is. Should we check in with the client? Yes. All right. I would like to see the baby. Come on, come on. Listen to the money talk. You ever go looking for money? <laughs> With ACDC? No, just in general. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go look for some money. Oh, I used to do that when I was a kid, whenever there was like an arcade machine. Yeah. You check the, the oh, change yeah. drawer. Yeah. You find a quarter. Yeah. for luck. You oh, know? yeah. You go play another round of Mortal Kombat. Every once in a while, you get a couple of them in there. Yeah. Wild times. Um, so the, the client checked in. Um, guys. I haven't heard my theme song in a while, so I figured I'd write in to tell you a couple of things. One, don't you dare kill the Sega bass fishing segment. (laughs) It and Battery Talk are my favorites. (laughs) And please spam those effects. They're average size. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, I I guess we should probably just pull a quick Adam. Give me a number. Uh, 137. 137. I got to get my (laughs) list up. I said it before. Uh, yes, you have. You like these God numbers, man. You're 132. Very... 
Oh, you haven't used 132. Okay. All right. 132. So this is for the client. Here we go. Morning. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Morning. Morning. <laughs> a little less anticlimactic. Maybe we'll incorporate that into his theme song. Yeah. Warning. It's a client. You know. Warning. <laughs> Second. Gary has been talking shit to me that he gets name dropped in episodes more than me nowadays. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Gary's coming in hard, man. <laughs> He doesn't even like Star Wars, guys. He also once severely broke his arm throwing a baseball. Had a cast on for like nine months. So there's that, too. How do you break your arm throwing the ball? Like, did he fucking... Did he did it hit have, a fence? Like, what, I do did, have did he a... Not... I have a very distant relative who uh, who's a lineman for the county. He, he legitimately de works on power lines. I'm not pulling the Glenn Campbell song. <laughs> you will hear that song. No! No. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's not happening. But so I have a distant relative that, and he's an older relative. He At this point, I think he was in his late 40s, early 50s. He came down off the, off, off the cherry picker after working on the lines. Yeah. And he was next to a playground where there was a soccer field and some kids like the soccer ball rolled towards him. And he was like, ah, go out, kids. Go out. I'm going to kick it to you. And he went to kick the soccer ball and he missed and he hyper extended his knee and it had to be in a leg cast for like five months. <laughs> so that type of shit does happen. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, I got to gather myself. I got some email to read. Also, regarding Thrawn. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I read all six of those new canon books, and Tom is dead on. Thrawn is just way more of an evil dick in this series than he was in the novel. In the books, he has a reason for doing everything and never causes any unnecessary, unnecessary death or destruction. He also is hopelessly inept at playing politics, just completely clueless. Yeah, he's not good with politics. He's okay. good at strategy, but it's just like the political games and like social norms are not for him. Um, which is the main reason for his downfall in the ascendancy. Yeah, he could never he could never figure out how to navigate through like relationships in the Chiss ascendancy. <laughs> so um, is he like David Petraeus then? No, well, he's not sleeping with any. <laughs> he just fucked journalist. a journalist. Yeah. And his legacy went to, went down. That's in two weeks in a row that you've mentioned Petraeus. <laughs> really? I yeah. mentioned him last week. Okay, I was looking up uh, just like on Wikipedia, fucking rabbit hole. And did you know there's an entire uh, an entire Wikipedia article for all the Russian generals that have been killed in Ukraine? <laughs> They're dropping like flies. <laughs> How many of these generals they got? There's like twelve dead generals putin's just like a drunk drunk yeah. coach just waving them in one of them like i saw his picture and he died at like 44 years old and i looked at his picture and that was the hardest 44 years <laughs> i've ever seen man Must well a russian 44 is yeah that is a weathered 44 but yeah man i thought it was wild i was like they have an entire article for this like <laughs> like some of them are unconfirmed but yeah. they have been seen for like six months <laughs> yeah. so i just found that funny 
Um, anyways, uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so political issues. He wasn't good at that. One of his reasons for his downfall. Uh, that and for trying to do the right thing against the military machine. This is true. Um, so I have trouble reconciling the two versions of the character, but the voice acting is still great. And if you ever get a chance, listen to the audiobook versions with Mark Thompson narrating. His throne is fucking perfect. Damn, now I want to listen to them all again. Maybe I will. Maybe Gary will listen to hey, you, uh, yeah, with a client. Um, you know, if Gary re-injures his arm, he gets laid up. It'd be know. great if Gary just listened to that, and that was the only Star Wars property he gave a shit about. That would be a great Gary review. Yeah. Can we get a Gary review? I'll make a custom Gary intro for a Gary review. <laughs> if Gary wants to send in like a minute uh, review of one of the Thrawn novels. That'd be great. That would be great. Um, okay. Anyway, that's all for now. Can't wait to hear what you guys think of Mando Season 3, Episode 1. Your high magistrate. The client. That is the client. So thank you to the client for checking in. Always good to hear from the client. Okay. So, what do we got here? Um, we got three shows to talk about. We got Bad Batch, we got The Last of Us, and we got Mendo. Yes, we do. Where do you want to start? <sighs> Let's do Bad Batch first, then Last of Us as a pa- palate cleanser, and then keep on the Pedro train. Okay, right so if you haven't seen um, last Wednesday's episode of The Bad Batch yet, and you don't want spoilers, skip ahead five minutes because we're starting a timer for The Bad Batch Blitz. So, hey, Siri, set a timer for five minutes. Bad Batch Bad Batch Bad Batch Because I watched it on Wednesday last week, and I haven't watched it since. Oh, really? I do a second watch through, and I just, I don't know, man. I watched Mando like four times, and it just, Bad Batch, I love Bad Batch, but just this week was kind of like Mando for me, you know? Um, So I don't know. What'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was actually like one of the better episodes. What was the name of it again? Uh, Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Okay. So uh, let's see here metamorphosis and what's this bad guy's name with this new scientist guy what's his name oh i just pulled that up uh it is he uh, looks like the guy that is like for in the mandalorian he looks kind of like the guy he uh, does yeah he's not that's not him though. no no okay. no 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 uh dr hemlock dr royce hemlock that's a little on the nose you know isn't who... hemlock a type of like a? and there's some or is that something are else? you thinking a nightshade that's like a poisonous plant yeah yeah but the, is Hemlock I think Hemlock name is a it? plant. I don't know if it's poisonous, though. Oh, okay. But you know who voices them, which I was tickled to find out. No, I don't know who voices them. Jimmy Simpson, who anybody that watches uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he plays one of the McPoyle brothers. Oh, those famed McPoyle yes. brothers. He yes. also played, uh, <laughs> he was also, he played Lyle the intern on Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> he did he had some great appearances on letterman man i miss dave yeah um what do we think of uh sid right now so i actually i was wondering i have a crazy theory i'm wondering if they're trying to get the audience to hate sid because she has appeared meaner than she normally does yeah I'm wondering if they're trying to get the audience to not like Sid in preparation for, like, killing her off. Hmm. 
Do you think the Imp- I, I I have to assume that I think the Imperials are going to find out about Sid and her connection to the Batch because we know they're coming after them now. Well, yeah, now that there's incentive. Yes. And so I think, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see Sid's, like, complete and utter downfall. Yeah. Um, and, I'm wondering, and maybe we'll like her again because maybe she won't talk. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm wondering if they're, like, making us not like her right now to set up for, like, a redemption. Yeah. she, like still like covers up for them and like doesn't reveal stuff and then she dies yes or if she just i don't know if she just you could just have her sell them out right i mean because she said as much like she's basically i mean them doing jobs for her i mean she cuts them a little bit but it's really just more of like buying her silence more than anything i mean and tech himself said like we can't really just like cut and run because it knows too much yeah uh i mean what else was in there i mean we got (laughs) apparently fucking uh, mayor of fucking (laughs) camino is still alive yeah yeah the other the other part that i thought was nuts is the empire apparently just lets their prisoners like dress in their normal garb like i was expecting they haven't let them change for like a year i was expecting him to walk out in like some kind of like orange jumpsuit yeah it's like exactly the same thing that they took him into custody in yeah I mean, they're loving this. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the fucking Zillow Zillow beast yet. I got (laughs) it. Shout out to Mo. Mo is like, you know, I was thinking about Zillow, the real estate company and the Zillow beast. I was like, yeah, I've tried to concoct that one, too. (laughs) Get high. And so, yeah, I made I haven't posted it yet, though. But I I do think the the key to these Bad Batch episodes is like tying back just ever so briefly to the overarching story arc. Yeah. Like. Starting off and going to the cloning facility on, I forget the planet's name, but in that mountain. Yeah. In like being able to tie it back to that, I thought was awesome. I also thought, uh, f- for the longest time, I've thought like this is kind of crazy how in the Bad Batch things seem kind of like disjointed. We have the crew in Omega, then we have Crosshair completely separate. Yep. Now we have Rex and Echo completely separate. Like, and we have the Empire kind of doing their own thing. Like, mm-hmm. it seems kind of disjointed in a hard way to tell a story. And now, like, we have an incentive for the Empire to seek out Omega. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, a very good plot point in a way to kind of, like, tie things back together. Yeah. I don't think this will go ultra dark, but this could go ultra dark. Yeah. I mean, with them pursuing Omega and just... I mean, we... No. And that's it. That's it. Uh, Mount Tannis. Mount, Mount Tannis. Tannis. That's where the base is. Okay, shut up thing. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. We got two other things to talk about. Which one do you want to do? Uh, let's do The Last of Us. You want to do The Last of Us. Okay, so if you haven't seen the most recent episode of The Last of Us that aired Sunday evening, um, skip ahead five minutes because we're going to be talking Last of Us. So, hey, Siri. I don't even have to do it. I just do this. Fuck it. Last of Us segment. Okay. So, yeah, they're really pushing forward with getting this all done in one season. They really are. Um, and just Which makes me really curious about what season, you know, we're not going to game spoilers, but it makes me very curious about the direction of season two. Yeah. So there's going to be big decisions to be made. Um, so and th- so that being said, I think this this last episode, I think it had over 8 million people that actually watched it the night of, mm-hmm. um, which is like 
remarkable considering where ratings currently are for current TV shows. Yeah, that's like Game of Thrones numbers. Well, I think it took Game of Thrones until like the season five finale to reach those kind kind of numbers. Yeah. Like it's crazy that so many people are watching this. Yeah. And HBO has to be like scrambling right now to figure out what the fuck to do because they're wrapping up the first game in the first season. Yeah. And so I mean, the second game is considerably longer, and there's some really interesting things they could do with they the story. Could, they could turn the... It's also, like, yeah. five years later, so you could... There is a bunch of shit that they could do in just, between. Yeah, they could just, like, cover, like, where things are going yep. in between those five years. They could get the... You know, I mean, the Naughty Dog Studios, and uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's directly involved yes. with the show yeah. and the writing yep. of the show, so his... You know, it's his creation that he created this universe. He could... You know, conceivably, I still say, I still say, it would be awesome if they just wrapped it up in in two or three seasons, and then like launched into like spinoff mode yeah. and like go different directions. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I can respect it when a show is just like you know what we told the story we want to tell, and dan- readings be damned, we're done. That's like that's know? the way that they do TV in like England. Like in like British TV. Yeah, there were two seasons of The Office. Yes, and then they were like, "Nope, that's enough." And then, and then they, they did, did like, like a, a couple Christmas special. special. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean, there's a lot of shows that would they're the way I view them would have benefited from that. Yes, from ending absolutely The Office U.S. Yep. For example, oh, like yep, I loved the first three seasons of that show, and I I couldn't tell you much beyond that. Yeah, because it just it got to the point I was like, "This is getting watered down." Yep, you know, um. Anyways, you were but saying. But the episode itself. What did you think of the episode itself? It was really good. I knew this one was going to be dark when you play the game. Just, But the way they executed it, and again, like multiple times, just scene for scene with the game and as a fan of the game, fucking great. Yep. Um, definitely the darkest episode, and I knew it was going to be that going in. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought Troy Baker. Oh, yeah. which Who plays Joel in the game. Yep. Yeah, like you had mentioned last week, he was in it. He was main henchman guy for the... Uh, creepy it's a cleaver to the neck too yeah he got fucked up <laughs> yeah um i love the way they did the scene though with the uh, creepy pastor and David. now that now that was added in like the pa- the pastoral thing um in the game they're just like cannibals right i, I mean think... he was like the leader of one of yeah. the leaders but we never really got the vibes that they were i don't think we got any kind of like backstory reading on book of revelation right. or anything like that but they were cannibals yeah and he definitely was trying to groom and, and ellie did find ellie. out about yeah. the cannibalism in like exactly the same way yeah and what i was gonna say though like the whole fight between her and him that's an actual, like, boss fight, quote-unquote, yes. game. Like, not a stand. It's yep. not, you know. But, yeah, you're, just, like, sneaking around. And it looked to, to a fucking T, man. Yep. Like, the way they executed that scene. And that, when I was in the... That was actually the scaredest I was playing that game. Yeah. That yep. particular, like, the, everything's I on fire. I it. Yep. That guy is so fucking creepy at that point to you in the that game. That dude's creepier than any clicker, than any yeah. fucking zombie. Yeah. He looked nicer in this. In the game, super creepy He looking. did have, yeah. He had a more uh, friendly affect to him. There was a guy sitting in, like, when he was preaching in that opening scene. There was a guy sitting there who was like, oh, that looks exactly like him from the fucking oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they cut on him and see. I don't know if that guy was maybe the guy they modeled the character after. So Because they're, they're doing a really awesome job of bringing in people from the game and yep. making sure that they have a part in this as well. Like Troy Baker this week. Yep. Um, but no, the I love one, it. The one it change was that, executed perfectly. The change that they did make that, like, I I see why they did it is, like, 
when Joel does rescue, quote unquote, Ellie. Yes. Um, it, like in the game, it takes place inside of the burning building yes. after she hacks his head to pieces. Yes. Um, but in this, she like is able to get out on her own and then Joel kind of like meets her afterwards. Yeah. Which so. like I can see why they did that. Like, well, there it is. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to next week. Next week's the finale. I know. Uh, I'm I'm really curious how they're going to do this. Yep. I, actually, just really quick, I think this was my favorite episode so far. I, I mean, I look at like episode three almost a standalone, and I think it's like a masterpiece yeah. on its own pedestal. But yep. of like the regular episodes, this one I thought was my favorite. Yep. I lo- the vibes, man, just the way they hit this one out of the park. Um, okay, so that leaves us with the big one. The Mandalorian has returned. Oh, oh, oh. Season three, episode one. We, we mentioned last week, Bad Batch of Mandalorian. We got the worst release, release dates with this episode. So I'm assuming you've seen it by now, but if you haven't... Are we doing five or ten? We should probably do ten. Let's do ten. So we're going to do ten minutes of Mandalorian madness. That's what I called it. That's stupid. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want spoilers or you just don't want to listen to us talk about it, skip ahead ten minutes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Still putting me on the you take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby. Baby. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> By the time this this intro is done, Baby, you got a stew going. We're going to be like four minutes left. <laughs> no, it's about to pot down. I just want to hear it a little bit. Yada-da. Yada-da. All right, now we could. There's a lot to cover here in only 30 minutes of you know, it's a 30 some minute episode. Perfect time as far yeah. as I'm concerned. There's a lot to cover. I just don't know if we can go anywhere but here. <laughs> I mean, do we want to talk about anything else? Well, there's a couple of things, but we could start there. Besides the Anzalan Angel, yeah, the one and only Babu Frick. So with cohorts. So apparently. Yeah, I, I I looked it up. Apparently, Babu Frick not in this episode. That was not Babu Frick. Apparently, it's just in Zellens. It's but not. But that's like Babu Frick's twin. Well, they're all very similar. Yeah, but that one, the main one that's they're working all, on the droid, looks like his twin. Oh, so I'm a sh- I'm sh- to you. I'm sure all the Zellens look alike. But in no. Zellen, sir. Yeah, that's what I said. In Zellens, you said in Zenelin. <laughs> you said Ed Zenon. You said something else. I respect them. No. Uh, apparently, well, according to Wikipedia, Babu Different. Frick it did not make an appearance in this episode. All right. I assume that's Babu Frick. That, that is what I'm using as my gauge. Okay. Also on IMDb, Babu Frick is not credited. So. Hmm. Okay. Great debate to be had around. <laughs> Get the Lucasfilm canon team in on this. We need to know, is that or is that not Babu Frick? But regardless, he's a comedian. I was going to say. He's very good. Now, we got some clips of him. So, should we? which one do you want to hear first? We got one, two, or three. Just surprise me. Okay, we're going to the first one where, um, you know, uh, he's talking about parts. Um, <laughs> no, can't fix it. Can't fix no. it. Oh, no. The broken. Look at this. Okay. <laughs> the broken. <laughs> I love that. The broken. Uh, and he continues, why, why, you know, he's going to need these parts. Yeah. Don't make do it. No. Very hard to find. <laughs> he sounds like Borat. <laughs> Don't make do it. No. Very hard to find. Oh, I love it. Chikui. 
Chikui. <laughs> um, but perhaps the highlight of the whole scene is when Grogu decides to have himself a hug. Yeah. Start carrying him around. Grogu is t- quite taken with them. It's pretty cute seeing something of his size, another sentient being that he's trying to interact with. Like, that's relatively his size. Uh, but here we go. So, yeah, he, he wrangles what I once thought was Babu Frick, and, the, and the, this is what um, the anti-Babu says. Bad baby. Oh, bad baby. Sorry about that. He's young. <laughs> so bad baby. It's great. Um, so, yeah. Also, the running, scene was delightful. The running joke of Grief Karga repeating exactly what they said to the <laughs> to Mando. Well. Yeah. yeah. They had a stew going there. They had yep. a good They had a good grief stew. They really did. Um, do we want to say anything about Gorian Shard? So, <laughs> the sea monster? Yeah, he's a, he looked like some stringy kale. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting I choice. I got Davy Jones vibes from him. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I did, like, I was... I, there were a couple of points where I was like, oh, I'm surprised they're kind of doing this, but yeah. I'm not disappointed or sad about it. No, I liked it. Um, yeah. uh, the contrast between like this and like maybe like Andor. Yeah. Like, I like that we do have camp campy Star yes. Wars is what Star yep. Wars initially really was. The so. one thing. So one criticism and then the rest is awesome. But one criticism and it's my. It's a criticism I have of Star Wars in general, not just the Mandalorian, but people need to be able to die. And the fact that he they're bringing back IG-11, I think, is, um, I don't know, disappointing? Or uh, it's just odd that they're bringing back IG-11 after he has been completely blown to smithereens. Yeah. Because there's no stakes if someone can't die. Yeah. And they made a point his sacrifice in the first season was poetic. And the fact that he if they would have just let him die and not return, I think would have meant a lot more than if they like are just able to bring back a part and like resurrect him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I do like how uh, not Babu makes a point like buy a new droid. Yeah. Like why not? Like well, buy a new droid that you can program to do what you want. What is what? What was it that he needed? That from him? also that also reminded me because I completely forgot. Din doesn't trust droids. Like oh, in the first yes. season, he hates droids. Sure. And this is but the, this is the one droid. This is the one droid that earned his trust. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Good call back there. I forgot yeah. about that. I completely forgot about that. Um. So yeah, I I muted this immediately. Like I'm muted. I'm not. I'm not on Twitter for discourse. Okay, I say what I think, and I'm not gonna fucking debate it with you. Um, but somebody had said something like, "The Mandalorian has the dark saber. He could tell the armor taking your mask off is the new way." And I'm like, I quote tweeted because I was like, "This is. Just, it's one of those accounts that just hates everything Disney does." And it's like, okay, we get it. You don't like it. Um, and I said, "The extremely indoctrinated Orthodox Mandalorian is going to arbitrarily make up his own rules because that whole him being extremely indoctrinated thing is going to be thrown out the window." So this account will approve of the script. And I was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> like, and somebody replies to that. Like, I I accidentally clicked it later. I had the notifications off because I wasn't going to talk to it. Somebody replies to it, and they typed this all out, and it got no likes, and nobody did anything with it, which is satisfying to me. And I'm not going to reply to it. Nobody go back and reply to it. Just let it sit there. It's fucking hilarious. 
This guy goes, the Orthodox Mandalorian removes his helmet while considering settling down in the village from season one episode four. Removed it again in the season one finale. Removed it again to change into Imperial Trooper Gu and use a face scanner. But then in season two, episode seven, removed his helmet again for a baby. Also, Orthodox has to have everyone explain the Darksaber to him because they don't know, know and he doesn't know. Even non-Mandalorians like Moff Gideon know this shit and he doesn't. Let me tell you something. Like, have you ever met a, a devout Catholic? Why do you think they go to confession every fucking week? Yeah, because they believe this shit, and that's part of it. He's it, part of the story is him believing this bullshit. Yeah, it, think, like it's it's like just because he does something in a moment that goes against his religion doesn't mean he isn't feeling guilty about doing that or feeling the need to, you know, like I have to reassert my faith. I do also think like, that good that, God that is going to be a part of the third season. Is him discovering and questioning that this his is faith. bullshit, and we've and seen little builds of that of him breaking rules a little more. Grief, more. grief, Karga gentrifying the entire like, city of Navarro, yeah. the planet of Navarro, and offering him a like cottage in a pretty sweet offer, and him being like, "No, no, thank you. I yeah. have things to do." Because whether he sin, quote unquote doesn't fucking matter what matters is he still believes this shit and yeah he doesn't know a lot of things we don't know about who he was raised by or all this and that like maybe he doesn't know about the dark saber because nobody fucking told him like these sects have not been various tribes broken up all over the place like the armor too he could have been like well i have the dark saber so i say that you can do that yeah but the thing is he believes the shit so he doesn't want to change it no because he believes the shit so he's more concerned about getting his retribution and becoming one with his religion again than fucking just being like oh i'm gonna make up my own rule law the He's not the type to make up his own rules. Like, if you fucking hate the show, you fucking hate the show. That's fine. That's, that's fucking fine. That's but, like, the, your fucking point sucks. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't respond to it on Twitter. I just had to get out there because I read it and I was like, this was the moment I was talking about when I was really high. And I was like, <laughs> oh, when like, I don't like debating people on things and how I feel about it. I don't, I don't like confrontation. I'm not a, really a debater, really. Like, I... Talk. Oh, me? I'm a master. I know. I'm a master debater. But I had a moment there where I read that and I was like, what's this fucking guy's problem? Like, and I just realized, oh, I'm actually smarter than some of these people. Yeah, of course. Like, if you think about it for even half a second, you can still be orthodox and sin. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, of course. They're not. You're, you, you don't like the show. It's okay. You don't have to make fucking excuses and make up bullshit to justify your hate. There's shit I don't like that I watch. Everybody thinks it's fucking great. I'm like, what well, You do realize that there are idiots on Twitter, and just because they're replying to you and disagreeing with you doesn't make them creditable. I know. It's just I don't like to engage in that sort of thing. And sometimes I think it's so just dumb that I read it. I'm like, wait, am I the stupid one? It's like gaslighting to me when I read a really stupid take. We haven't even talked with about... With somebody that's so confident all right, well, in it. All right. We haven't even talked about Pergil, and we're running out of time. So Yeah, Pergil. Well, I'm a fucking rebels are spoiled. Now let's end the show. <laughs> <laughs> what what did you think it was cool that was a cool scene yeah i liked it it was magical and apparently that means ezra yeah because uh, i kind of figured out gee, i couldn't avoid it this week of man of course not so i'm learning things i'm not and that's i'm not that's i was expecting that yeah i don't know it's fine okay it's fine i'm excited about it yeah it it, it does tell us some there it is sorry i'm sorry that i wasted the whole segment <laughs> It was just so dumb. I immediately messaged Garrick, and I was like, look at this fucking this shit. The Padme pregnancy thing all over again. Oh, that. Yeah. No. 
I wasn't that worked up, but I just did have a moment where I was like, oh, okay, no, I actually, I'm, I'm justified in how yeah, I feel yeah. about this. Um, he's just, you know, I guess he thinks that every Orthodox person is uh, impeccable. Perfect. You know? I don't, I don't think, I think he just might be dumb. He's okay. not even... Well, I think he thinks like, oh, you can't be orthodox if you ever like do something. No, you're, you're putting way too much logic logic into this. Okay. Anyways, um, but I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was very good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Do we got anything else? I do have some tweets of the week lined up, but I'm going to save them for next week. There's also one where they're inquiring about the, what my cock looks like. Very strange. <laughs> we'll discuss that next episode. I'll include it on tweet. Various people nominate it, and they're like, well, if it wins, Tom has to describe his cock. Very strange, but okay, I mean, if that's what you want to do, we'll talk about that maybe next week. I'm not going to let you pick it, and I'm not going to describe my cock, but <laughs> average size, well-formed. There you go. Um, should we get into the time warp? Let's do it. Okay, Imperial Super Commandos aired on November 5th, 2016. It's still the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey with Closer. Still got a couple of weeks of that, huh? Yep, but we do have a new number one movie. It's a superhero movie. Um, it's sequel. Uh, it's much anticipated uh, sequel. Came out last year. Ooh. Um, oh, uh, it's uh, uh, is Zachary Levi the star? No. Oh shit. No. That just came out this year. Uh, is. Is it Ant-Man? No, it is a Marvel one, though. This character has appeared in multiple movies in between then. Most notably, um, he was like the second main character in the most recent Spider-Man movie. Oh, Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, so Doctor Strange was your number one movie in America. The heyday of Marvel. Marvel, that's when Marvel was cooking it. Like, oh, it's boy. <laughs> they got some stuff to figure out. Yeah, I mean, I i haven't been keeping up to it, so I'm not going to judge, but it just, there's been nothing where I've been like, I got to get back in. Right. You know, once once they have that thing where I'm like, I got to get back in, I'm sure all the stuff they've produced that I've been away from, I'm going to eat up. I had my hopes up for uh, Quantumania or the new Ant-Man movie. Did you not see it? No, I haven't seen it. Me either. But... Reviews are not good. It does have a very famous character from I Think You Should Leave. Oh, really? Have you ever seen the clips of the guy? He's at like um, he's at like a focus Oh, yes. Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like dad. The older guy? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, older yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. He admitted. <laughs> you got to watch that show, man. <laughs> You'll love that show. It's fucking great. Okay. Um, so we are going to do Clone Cast Recommends. Shout out to Zet. We checked out his song by God. Pretty good. Yeah. My Pal by God. Pretty catchy. I like the riff. Um, it's got a very punk rock vibe, late 80s hard rocks type vibe. So I dug it. I dug yeah. it. It had a good riff. The beginning was kind of uh, the Rat-esque <laughs> by, the, by the Walkman. Yeah. And I did like uh, the drums. The drums are very drums strong. Drums are very strong. Good strong drums. <laughs> you remember Dave? After almost every band starts playing. Are those your drums? <laughs> <laughs> I like those drums. I like those drums. God. <laughs> Man, they don't make them like Dave anymore. <laughs> so thanks to Zet, we checked that out. Um, Zet did want to hear um, Tuscan Wonderwall. Oh, that's right. Um, I'll play it at the end of the episode. That'll be some of our fade-out music. So, Zet, you'll be able to acquire your Tuscan Wonderwall. I just have to have you listen to the whole fucking show. Um, okay, so we'll do Clone Cast Recommends. Uh, do you want me to do my song first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I was torn on a lot of songs this week. I just didn't have one that was 
fitting. I was going to do um, Degenerate by the Lone Rangers from Airheads <laughs> because I thought it was the Oscars yesterday, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Brendan Fraser won. But apparently it's next Sunday. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was going to do his song from the movie Airheads with Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, um, Degenerate. Do you remember that song, the Lone Rangers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, that was the last time I thought anybody from Generation X was cool. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's you thought the they last, were cool yeah. and not just nihilistic yeah. dickheads. Also, last, I think that's the last time Adam Sandler's been in a movie where he wasn't the top build. Yeah. Like he was like a you know supporting actor. That was that. a movie I don't think I ever actually saw all the way through, but it was one when I was like a kid at the movie store. I always would you'd walk see it. By. You're like, that looks so cool. Yeah. Because they're in what they're in front of like a you know they're like a one of those height chart things yeah. at the cop getting their picture taken, but they got the it's cool. Um, but I decided not to do it. I also was gonna do like I went down a weird Paul rabbit hole with Mary Hopkin. Um, he wrote a song called Goodbye uh, for the Beatles. He never used it, and he gave it to her, and she had a hit with it. And I listened to it like three times, and by the third time, I was like, I don't want to hear this for another seven years at least. <laughs> so that one was out. So I just I fucking ran out of ideas and just. Oh, I picked Linda again. So this is, what, 444 times? Oh, we have lost count. But let's take a listen to Linda Ronstad with Long, Long Time. Love will abide. Take things It's a great song. Stride. Yeah. Do you like how I hit the ramp there? I hit it perfectly. Right when she... <laughs> right, I finished talking as soon as she starts singing. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. That's what I paid $150,000 for at a school that ripped me off. And it's fitting. We're going into the season finale of Last of Us. Yeah. This was a moment. It was man. a standout episode. They uploaded his version. Shout out to I saw Dad, that. I think Tag, or no, it was Devin. Devin Tag, the uh, Tag of Clowncast. Yeah, they've uploaded Nick off. Yep. The more versions of this song, the better for me. I got about 20 that I've got down that I just... She's so good. This part! Have you watched the documentary yet? And I think What's that? Have you watched the documentary yet? No, I haven't. In her words? Yeah, I haven't watched right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched the Jim Croce behind the music? No. <laughs> I love the Seaman. I love the Seaman. Um, I'm going to go to the end of this. We've heard this a thousand times. I'm, I'm just going to listen to the last part, then we'll go to your song. Living in the oh. Oh, she can bring home the bacon and fry for the pain. I've done everything I know. Ride the fuel. Oh, no, Charles. I think I'm gonna miss you for a long, long time. We gotta ride this fjord. Ride it. Cause I done Let's go. Four hundred and seventieth time, and it's as charming as the first. Dolan's incredible, incredible. I cannot recommend the documentary enough. Lynn Ronstadt did a documentary for CNN called "The Sound of My Voice." Okay. Do you think uh, when did that come out? Um, two thousand nineteen. Damn. When did James Lipton die? 
I don't Just know. Just looking for an excuse to play this. <laughs> well, hello, James Lipton. <laughs> I'm King Lord. There's a troll in Central Park. I'm King Lord. <laughs> I'm born anew in your genius. <laughs> That's Alec Baldwin. He's on, he's on trial for attempted murder or something. <laughs> Manslaughter? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, okay, what, what do you want to say about yours? Uh, my song introduced me to, I don't know how, I can't even remember how I came across the song, but it introduced me to a new genre of music. Ah. Have you heard of city pop? City pop. Yes. So now I am not. Is this like some sort of like South American pop music? No, no, no. Other side of the world. I'm not the biggest. So I never got into anime, but I don't hold my nose up to it. I just never got into oh, it. Oh, J-pop. The There's Japanese one or two pop? things. Yeah, but this specifically, it has a. It's referred to as city pop. Ooh. So you can play the song. I like a city pop. <laughs> oh, they got some tutors. Oh, just wait till yep, the lyrics that, come that. in. Forgot to play that when we were talking Mando. Nothing special. I just, I, this song, I was like, fuck yes. And it turned me onto this entire genre called city pop. Which is like Japanese, like, funk music that apparently is featured in a lot of anime and stuff. This song specifically is Goodbye Boogie Dance by Anri. This is Japanese. Yeah. All right, I like it. It's good. You ever have a desire to go to Tokyo? Actually, I really would like to go there. I'd love to go to Tokyo. I'm fascinated by Japan. Yeah. Um, Like, Japan, Greece... I want to go to Greece because I like myth. <laughs> Big myth guy. I want to climb Olympus. Yeah. And I'm going to go going to talk to Hermes, the messenger. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to have him send a message to some ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. No. Oh, New Zealand would be cool just because Lord of the Rings. Of course. And also it's beautiful. Yeah, but it takes like 27 hours to fly there. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll find a way. A Magellan, and we're gonna yeah, go down there. You ever hear about Morgellons? Morgellons? They're like, it's some sort of like conspiracy theory, and apparently Joni Mitchell claims to have Morgellons. Like, they're like fabrics coming out of wounds. And somebody goes, what? It's very strange. I don't know. I was listening to a podcast. You're gonna have to look into that. You gotta look up Joni Mitchell Morgellons. All right. Isn't Bree really into Joni Mitchell? Bree loves Joni Mitchell. Ask her about Joni Mitchell's Morgellons. We're gonna go see her in June. Well, I don't know. What if she gets an outbreak of Morgellons? She'll pull a scarf out of her, <laughs> out of her arm. <laughs> it looks more like a. I looked it up. It's not. It, it would be cool if it was a scarf, but it's not. What it looks. She, what if she just like cut into her neck and pulled out a fucking bathroom? That'd, That'd be, be cool, cool, huh? Yeah. Could you imagine a Joni Mitchell concert slash magic show? <laughs> That'd be incredible, right? Uh, the, yeah. Last time I heard, the woman's not doing well, so I'll, I'll take the concert. Well, she's gonna do parking lot and then she's gonna pull a fucking backpack oh, out I of her literal is, back. I want to hear both sides now. All right, well, this is catchy. Isn't What's it great? called again? Uh, Goodbye Boogie Dance. Goodbye Boogie Dance. All right. 
So if they type in Goodbye Boogie Dance on Spotify, they'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, like, there's a Dragon Ball Z song that I love, but I have no idea what it says. But I somehow found it and oh, saved sure. it. But yeah, if I yeah. ever lose it, I'm fucked. It's like no. whatever that Chinese song that I really like. Yeah. Wait, the Mao? I got the Mao one. I can give that no. to you. No. Not the Mao song. Have you been listening to the Mao song? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was going to fade. Sorry about that. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right, let's do it. I had to change it up. Oh! This day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every scene. Ah. We're gonna fill our house with happiness. The moon may cry, but we'll the blues with tenderness. There's room for you, room for me, for gentle hearts and opportunity. I like the sound of that. Okay, I guess we can do the show now. It's a great song. It's an incredible song. I was telling you off air, I've sang that song multiple times at karaoke. It's a beautiful song. And depending on the audience, it's a hit. Yeah. There's lots of people that are impressed by uh, knowing the family matters. The last time I did it, it was just a bunch of Gen Z kids. And all of them just looked at me very confused as I was belting that out. Yeah, well, they've never felt the fucking, the, the, the cold of an 830 dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Curling up on a Friday night with oh, your parents. The best. Yeah. We love TGIF on ABC. That was the best. Yeah. Oh, anyways, here's the other song. I got to play it because I'm going to probably play this clip, whatever. There it is. Oh, what the heck? One smooth from the top. Yay! <laughs> Lisa Simpson's version of Jazz Man. Now, the reason I picked Jazz Man is because when I was a kid, for some reason, I really liked this song when I saw it. This probably like the first time it aired. But, like, I didn't know the song, and I've always associated it as Sax Man. I thought it was Sax Man. <laughs> And so to me, whenever I hear jazz man, I'm like, oh, yeah, sax man. Like, I automatically think it's called sax man. And because it's Gar Saxon, the sax man. Yeah. Bit of a stretch. Yeah. It took a long way to get there, but we got there. I'm just saying, I always thought it was sax man. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Yeah, I'll play it later. But, you know, we're going to be talking about Gar sax man. The sax man. Gar the sax man Saxon. I fucking hate this dude. He is he's a back smug. with mug. He is a back with a Nazi haircut. Yeah, I was gonna say Richard Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Look out, because Gar Saxon's on the runway. Um. So, anyways, okay. So, uh, Imperial Super Commandos. So we're gonna start off. This is a Mandalorian heavy episode. If you didn't get that much from the Gar Saxon news, season three, episode seven, episode seven. 
Very exciting. So we're going to start off. And remember, Fen Rao was taken into custody the last time we saw some Mandalorian. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's Man, just... Literally, maybe almost a full season ago. Yeah. It's been a while. They don't cover... We've mentioned it. They don't do a good job covering, like, Sabine or no. Zeb. At least not thus far. Thus yep. far. Don't bite my head off. That's just a... But I did, like, for a second, I did think, like, did we skip an episode? Like, I, I, for, I completely spaced the fact that they had taken him into custody. Yeah. But he is in custody, and they're playing, like, space chess or something. <laughs> oh, they're playing space, like, Mandalorian space stab battleship. cube. Yeah, space battleship <laughs> yeah. with the stab cube. Um, so our first clip is going to be Sabine. She's visiting Fen Rao in a cell. They're playing the space stab cube, space battleship. Um, and then they're going to get uh, Zeb's checking in there, and they're going to all be having a meeting with Commander Syndulla. So let's take a listen. Phase four? That's a showy move. You play with too much bravado. Strategy is an art, Rao. Maybe I'm lulling you into a false sense of security. <laughs> There's nothing false about it. Blade to cube phase two. <laughs> I win. I'll bet your game has slipped since you left Mandalore. Why do you keep coming back here? You and your rebels have imprisoned Blade, My protectors have like orders to give you gambit, safe passage you know? through our space. What more do you want? Reset the board, Chop. I want the same thing we've always wanted. For you and your protectors to join us. To fight the Empire. I made a deal with the Empire to survive. I made a deal with your rebellion to survive. But joining you? My only true loyalty is to Mandalore. Well, I'll keep trying. I admire your persistence, Sabine Wren. You could have been a protector. If not for your traitorous past. Oh, not this again. We could still work together now, if I were free. Not for the Rebels, not for the Empire, for Mandalore. Sorry to interrupt playtime, but Hera wants you in the war room for a briefing. Both of you. We've lost communications with the Mandalorian base on Concord Dawn. Rebel leaders are concerned your protectors are setting a trap for us. Impossible. My men are loyal to my word. Your safe passage through our system is secure. If you've lost communication, something's happened. I'll go check it out. I should go with you. They're my men. I can talk to them. Wait, isn't he our prisoner? More like a cranky guest. He can go, but he stays in binders. Take Ezra and Chopper, do a recon sweep of their base, then come right back. You are not to land or engage. And try not to wreck the Phantom too. We just got that thing. Understood. Kanan the cut-up. Yeah. It's like his only line in the entire episode yeah. is just Kanan being a cut-up. I like that. I wish Kanan was more of a comedian so we could just call him Kanan Every cut -up. once in a while, he'll get a jab in like that. Yeah, he does. He's got a quick wit, yeah. but he holds back on it. Um, okay, so... So, front, Fen Rao, too, I thought... Uh, I did have the thought process. He has, like, really good cheekbones... And I wondered, like, if they did model his face off of a Mandalorian helmet. Like, the way that his he's very, even without the helmet, it looks yeah. like he's got a helmet on. You're talking about, like, the Orthodox Mandalorians. Um, do you think their face, like, changes? Like, think the structure of their face after wearing that helmet all those years? Yeah. It, it must. I mean, you know, I would assume if, like, you wore a glove or something on your hand for, like, 15 years straight. <laughs> It wouldn't develop the same as your hand would like, have just otherwise. Me of those like those religious monks in India that like <laughs> there's a guy that's like 
decided he's going to hold his hand above his head for the rest of his life and his hand turns into like a curl like a gnarled nub no he's the reverse john mccain yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, <laughs> the guy there's also the guy that we all know that has the long fingernails in the guinness book of world records and his hand also like got like physically deformed from yeah oppo rancis yeah yeah oppo rancis he's he's like the star wars version of the fingernail guy yeah I don't know why. Does he have long fingers? He's got long finger things, right? Oppo Rancis? Yes. I don't know. For some reason, I just think of the fingernail guy when I see him. Okay. He's also like a Medusa. Yeah. Anyways. So, yes, wearing a helmet for all of your life could physically change it. Yeah, but as we know, he takes it off all the time. He's yeah. just taking it off willy-nilly left and right. So He's not part of the children of the watch. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, He's like the guy that goes to mass on Christmas, and that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not Orthodox. No, Easter no, Christmas no, no. crowd. No. He's not committed to that religion at all. Um, so uh, they're going to be transporting Rao here. It's Ezra and Sabine in the Phantom 2 um, transporting old Finn Rao. Now, Ezra, like, they, get, they come up on this planet. What's the planet name? Do we got the planet name on this one? Where Concord Dawn. It's Concord Dawn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we've been there before. That's where we first met him. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That's right. Now I get it. Eh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but Ezra's like getting distracted looking at the planet. And he like, he's supposed to have his eyes on, on uh, Fen Rao at all times, but he takes his eyes off and we go to like the fucking front of the ship. In Ezra's defense, it is a very cool looking planet. Yeah. It almost looks as cool as a uh, fucking Garazeb's homeworld that they didn't show us. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, out of one of the many hundreds of wars that Mandalore has waged on itself, half of the planet has been like destroyed. Yeah, it's kind of you can the core is kind of exposed. Yeah, it's very cool as they're flying into it. Yeah, I like core exposed yeah. planets. Um, it's like it's like the Death Star took a shot at him, but like missed, but still like grazed. Him, yeah, you know. Um. So uh, as soon as Ezra gets distracted, all of a sudden Rao just jumps into action, knocks Ezra and Sabine both out right away. Like Sabine's like, Ezra, what are you doing? And before Ezra can even react, Fen Rao, that Fen Rao, man, he can throw he took it his out. opportunity. But Chopper's along for the voyage as well. In the next scene, we see Chopper waking Ezra up. It looks like Ezra and Sabine have been bound together. Um, Chopper wakes them up and uh, they kind of like come to and look around and they're like, where the hell is Fen Rao? He's not on the ship. And then they realize, oh, we've landed. Um, so they go outside and they see Rao off just kind of standing there off in the distance. And so they approach him, um, and you know, they, they come up behind him they're like, Hey, you know, put your hands up Ezra force pulls his gun from him. And, uh, Rao is just completely despondent, just not responding to their commands or anything. They continue to walk up to Rao and they see that the camp where all his men were has been completely demolished, just burned to the ground. There's nothing there. It's, it's just a mess. Um, and so Fen Rao is just like, what the hell has happened here? So they go down into the camp, and it's revealed that, you know, based on the damage that was done and everything, other Mandalorians did this. Blaster blaster marks came from above. Yeah. Which is like jetpack fuckers. Yeah. Um, Ezra's like, why would other Mandalorians attack each other? He's like, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> right. there's a whole lot going on there. How many factions are we at here? <laughs> yeah. I would be interested to see, like, a total faction number. We like, don't got a time to catch you up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Sabine simply puts, like, it's complicated, which is probably the best way to put it for Ezra here. Um, so uh, 
Rao eventually just kind of turns around. He starts dressing down Sabine like, this is all your fault. If I was here, this wouldn't have happened. Blah, 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 this and that. You know, it's all your fault that you put me into custody. Blah, blah, blah. He also, like, blame the rebels for, like, antagonizing the Empire, and that's why they yeah. took retribution or whatever. Yeah. He's just angry. Um, So... It's while he's shouting her down that we see this probe droid is actually watching him. It's an imperial probe droid. Um, they notice it and begin to attack it. Um, Ezra's able to grab onto it the force as it tries to escape, and Shabine, Sabine shoots it, I don't know, ten fucking times before it breaks. This thing's powerful, man. It's made oh, out yeah. of adamantium. <laughs> um, so, Sabine shoots it down, but naturally you shoot down an imperial probe. Did it get a signal out? Are we going to have imperials on our tail? What's going to happen here? Um, so our next clip is going to be them like, yeah, we got to get out of here. And Rao is going to be refusing to go. Think it got a signal out? Well, we're either fine or a few Star Destroyers are on their way. You want to wait and see? Good point. We're leaving. We have to go. I have no intention of leaving. And certainly not with you. The Empire could be on their way right now. I've dealt with them before and I'll deal with them again. But now, of course... I have the location of your rebel base as a bargaining chip. It's no less than you deserve after causing all this. I can't let you do that. What the? Chopper's in the ship and he's like, Last oh shit, chance, Rao. coming. The Empire? Already? those flying stormtroopers worse they're traitors mandalorians who serve the empire ezra run so they run into the uh the encampment and try to hide from them um what's the count on them is it six of them seven i think of so them? something like that yeah um so um the commandos arrive uh they all got their mandalorian helmets on and everything they have Mandalorian armor on, but it looks very, the helmet very is, unique. It's yeah. not the traditional Mandalorian tee. No, you can tell it's modeled after it. Yes, but it's like the Empire was like, "This is what we're giving you." Yeah, you know. So. It, uh, and I think they they did make a point to try to make it look imperial. And I think when the whole idea of like Boba Fett came about when he was introduced, I think originally he was introduced as an imperial super commando. I think he was supposed to be, like, a super stormtrooper. Sure. And then his story kind of evolved. But some of this armor is based off of his original designs. Concept armor. Sure. It kind of looks like jetpack troopers. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, But, yeah, so these commandos arrive. They start searching the base. Um, uh, Chopper is in the Phantom, and he uh, this one... Um, Commando comes in there and corner zone takes Chopper hostage. Um, we see Ezra running around and he just like runs out and distracts multiple commandos. Um, Sabine's like, we have to help him, you know, because they're all chasing him at this point. He's like, no, don't let his sacrifice go to waste. Come with me. I know a, pl- a safe place to watch. Um, and he does mention like one of your only advantages in this situation is that they don't know who y- about you yet. They don't know anything about you. Like Sabine is... I don't know, like she's a forgotten Mandalorian of yeah. the time, something. Um, so um, 
Ezra, though, ultimately gets caught. He's taken prisoner. He just sacri- He just basically says, like, hey, no, don't shoot, don't shoot. Um, and that's when we see the Imperial Commando, the head Super Commando, reveal himself. And it's Gar Saxon. Yes, it is. The one and only Gar Saxon. Saxman himself. Because the Saxman testifies. When the Saxman. Okay. Um... But yeah, so Ezra's being taken into custody, and they're going to interrogate him here in one of the fucking buildings. So Gar Saxon, Gar Saxon, we've met him before in the Maul episodes when Maul took over. He was a Maul loyalist when yeah. Maul took over on Mandalore. He's the one that broke Maul out of his fucking prison as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. He, I would, I would say this armor is a downgrade compared to the like pretty cool armor he had when he yeah. was with Maul. He had the cool horns. He had the cool horns and it, like in the comics at least his like yeah. he like lit up. Yeah. That minifig's cool. I got that yeah. minifig. It came with a Mandalorian gauntlet. Yep. Um this minifig wouldn't be as cool. No. No. Not good look for the Sax man. Not a good look for the Sax Downgrade. Man. Yeah, it's it's like a the aesthetics on it are too minimalist. Yeah. Like you need more to it. You got to have the fucking horns. Um, so Ezra is taken into one of these huts and they're going to interrogate him. So that's going to be our next clip. How many are with you? I'm here by myself. I mean, except for my droid and, uh, he doesn't really count. We checked the base. No sign of anyone else. See? You'll excuse me if I don't take the word of a rebel spy. I'm not part of any rebellion. I told you, I'm a scavenger, still part of Hondo Onaka's crew. He'll vouch for me. But he's oh, I don't to, like, think so. The Empire <laughs> is fully aware rebels have been using the system as a throughway to avoid patrols in this sector. I don't care about that. I just came here looking to salvage some spare parts. You're dealing with the Mandalorians now, child. Not some Imperial officer fresh out of the Academy. Look, uh, sir, I didn't even know Mandalore was part of the Empire. Search your ship. Maybe we'll find the truth there. Until then, perhaps target practice with your droid will encourage you to talk. Okay, so threatening Chopper. Don't fuck with Chopper, Gar. Yeah, it's weird that they're using, like, it makes sense that it's the Empire, but they're using, like, droid torture as an incentive. Yeah. To threaten I mean, we have rebels. seen droid torture before. Remember when C-3PO got tortured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was another droid torturing him. Yes. Like, and that droid was built for that. Like, But it is interesting that the Empire is like, oh, these rebels actually care about these machines, so they, we could use this to get them to talk. Yeah. Um. So uh, Sabine and Rao are kind of watching the camp off in this safe distance, and we're going to get a little chat here with Sabine and Rao. Um, they're then going to sneak up towards the building. And Rao is going to listen into more of the conversation with Ezra. Um, so I don't know this this next clip will provide some unique insight into Sabine and Rao's developing friendship, uh, allyship that they have. This uh, this, this uh, allyship of convenience that's about to happen, or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Friendship of convenience. We're going back. For Bridger, pawns are meant to be sacrificed. Okay, one, he's not a pawn. Two, Ezra can take care of himself. But the Phantom has our base coordinates on board. We cannot let the Empire get their hands on that. Do you think I actually care about him or your rebels? To think that protectors fell to these traitors. The leader. He looked familiar. He should. He's Clan Vizsla, like you. 
His name is Gar Saxon. He wanted to be our ruler, but he had no honor. That's why the Empire put him in charge. You think you're any better than him? Everything that's happened here is because of you rebels. Okay, look. You may not like it, but right now we need each other. Help me get my ship, get Ezra, and then we'll all get out of here together. Deal? You want to get yourself killed trying to rescue your friend? Be my guest. All I care about is making Saxon and his traitors pay. But now is not the time for that. Well, I'm not after revenge. Just my friends. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I'll tell you the truth, like I promise, okay? Rollers. <laughs> my name is Lando Calrissian. I'm a smuggler. I heard there was lost treasure here. I made a deal with pirates, okay? I swear. Every lie you tell holds a shred of truth. You're giving me what I want to know, whether you realize it or not. Set frequency to 337. Blast the droid! Perhaps this memory circuit's all the secrets I want. Okay, okay! I was sent here by the Protector, Fen Rao. You know where he is, then? I don't, but I sure wish I did. Is that so? You know, I planned to strike this base and destroy these defiant Protectors for some time. Missing Fen Rao was disappointing. But his absence did make the destruction of his men easier. I have been waiting for Rao to return. I only allowed rebel ships to move through Concord Dawn to lure him back. But now, I have you. And I think you know exactly where Rao is. And you will take me to him. He was going to kill us anyway. Rao, I'm sorry. Had you and your Jedi not captured me, I'd be dead alongside my men. Executed by the Empire. Yeah, they're not nice. A truce, then. For now. You get your friend, I'll secure our ship. Thank you. First, let's thin them out and get you a weapon. I like the way you think. Okay, so, uh... Yeah, I mean, trusted Fen Rao to get the ship. Yeah. I don't know. I would be like... (laughs) It's crazy how much they trust this guy. They really do. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know... The whole thing was they took him into custody so he would tell his guys that, like, nope, you got to keep the lanes open for him. You got to let him pass. Like, that was the whole thing. Um, So the rebels took him into custody as, like, a way to, like ensure that they'll have access to the lanes through uh conquer dawn right yeah um so yeah I, uh, but now i mean there's no motivation there for him to want to stay as a prisoner <laughs> yeah and i don't really see what the value add would be of keeping him as a prisoner at this point he's obviously not a friend of the empire anymore um and he does seem like kind of a loose cannon so yeah so um but so anyways um so they begin covertly taking out Saxon's men. Um, Chopper in the hut is about to be shot, but Ezra uses the force to force Gar Saxon's uh, pistol just a little off, and he misses Chopper right over the shoulder. It's like two or three times he does it? Yeah. And then Gar Saxon's like, oh, you're actually a much more valuable captive than I originally thought, this and that. Um, and he calls him a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and it's at about this time, though, that Sabine throws some bombs in there, and they're smoke bombs. They go off. 
Um, Ezra Chopper and Sabine run and escape to the Phantom, but Fen Rao is already back at the Phantom, and he takes off without them. (laughs) (laughs) He just slowly putters away in the old Phantom, too, and just leaves them in the It is funny. It is. Also, like, don't lose the... Don't get the Phantom destroyed or anything. No, I didn't get destroyed. just got fucking GTA'd, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, um... So, yeah. Saxon and his men ultimately catch up to them as... As Ben Rao just flies away. Um, and uh, this next clip is going to be interesting. This might be the most information we've gotten about Sabine yet in this next clip. This is Gar Saxon confronting Sabine, and he actually knows a bit more about her than, you know, apparently she's not so unknown to the likes of Gar Saxon. So let's take a listen. Sabine Wren. I don't know you. Well, I know you and all about how you've joined the Phoenix Squadron. I also know that your mother is looking for you. Don't believe him. Sabine never told you about her family? Well, she lies as well as you, boy. Her own mother stands with me and the Empire now. I doubt you gave her much choice, traitor. She came round herself after you abandoned the Imperial Academy. Your cowardice shamed your family's name and standing. Had you honored your commitment, you could be wearing this armor now. Sorry, Saxon. I like a little more color. You think yourself a loyalist? The Empire will make Mandalore stronger than ever before. The only one who's gotten stronger under the Empire is you. Out of respect for your family, I'll give you a choice. Give me Fen Rao and swear allegiance. Or you and your friend die. I yield. Sabine, don't! We have no choice. On my mark, send feedback to frequency 337. She mentions that to Chopper. And puts her helmet on top of the Yeah. Say it. I swear that you're a fool. Chopper, now! Uh, it fades out there, but as you can hear, it makes a really annoying noise in their head, in their helmets. It stuns all of Gar Saxon's men. Yeah, and um, so that gives Sabine, Ezra, and Chopper a chance to run out of there. Um, Ezra hops on Sabine's back, and she rocket packs out of there. Chopper also rocket does the ass rocket, yep. and they start flying away. Um, we see Fen Rao. He's in the Phantom. He's about to. He's breaking atmosphere. He's about to jump into hyperspace. <laughs> But they show, like, they zoom in on his face, and he's like, oh. He's starting to have second thoughts. Yeah, he has a little second thoughts there. Um, we get a cool jetpack chase. Um, it is, honestly, one of the cooler chases. Yeah, it's, like, through some, like, canyons and stuff. Yeah. It's really cool looking. Um, Chopper is given the order to search for uh, Gar Saxon's ship. Like, let's fucking hijack his fucking ship and get out of here. Find it, Chopper. Um, Sabine does take, like, a minor hit, and at this point she almost drops Ezra, but is able to grab onto his arm and hold him. Um, and she's like, hey, a little help here. So it's it's at this point that Ezra busts out the lightsaber and starts deflecting shots um, kind of wildly. He's not very controlled. Yeah. He's being held up by Sabine as they fly through a canyon. So um, we see. Um, let's see here. Um, he does do a cool thing where they like pass this one rock formation. He jumps up on it and then he dives on a commando's back <laughs> yeah. and takes out the commando's jetpack. Very cool. <laughs> and then the head. That trooper, like, flies into the cliff face yeah. like a bug hitting a windshield. <laughs> yeah. He didn't... 
I got to tell you, he didn't hit as hard as I wanted to hit. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be know. a lot better. I was bracing myself to lose it. Yep. And he kind of, like, yeah, he's probably dead, but, like, he didn't hit it as hard as I had hoped. Like, no. I hoped it was full on. Like, remember when we first saw, uh, like, Death Watch with Pre Vizsla and uh, Bo-Katan? Yeah. And there was that one that, like, flew off in the distance and his rocket pack, <laughs> like, exploded. Yeah. Like, just plop, you know? Yep. Like, I was hoping for a plot moment, but we didn't get that. Later in this episode, we get a plot moment. But yeah, not we do. this one. Um, uh, so, but it's really cool because so, he takes that person out and then he jumps back onto Sabine. It's really cool. Um, it's at this point that Sabine throws some bombs and detonates like this large rock formation and buys him some time, detonates this boulder. Uh, but Saxon and the commandos are slowed down, but they're still in pursuit. Um, it's at this point that Ezra is actually knocked off of Sabine by Rao taking a shot at them. Uh, but he lands on Chopper <laughs> and rides him kind of like a hoverboard. Yeah, it's funny. You think that it's Ezra's actually more falling to yeah. the ground and then he just like falls right on top of Chopper. I think it's actually better if Chopper if he just stands on Chopper yeah. and uses Chopper yep. as like a hoverboard. It's yeah. probably better than just holding on to Sabine. Let Sabine do her thing. Um, so um, they get pretty close to Saxon's ship and then they take a hit and they just crash. Saxon has man- managed to hit them. Um, Ezra drops his saber. Um, as they crash and Sabine drops her pistols. Um, and before they can retrieve them, Saxon and his men catch up and they kind of just like take the saber, kick the pistols away. Um, so they're about to be executed when suddenly, sure enough, Fenrau shows up and saves the day. Um, Fenrau. <laughs> he says like something. Those like- kids are under my protection. <laughs> Gar Saxon. Gar Saxon. Those kids are under my protection. I just thought it was hilarious them being referred to as kids after yes, all of this. Very too. strange. He had his Joel moment. Yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he, this is Joel realizing that he cares about Ellie. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fenrir calling them baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah, very beautiful. Um, so, yeah, he starts shooting at the Imperials with a phantom. They're not able to return fire with the spaceship. So he flies over them at that point, opens the hatch. Um, Ezra and Chopper are able to board and Sabine's like, don't wait up for, I'll, I'll catch up with you. Just go. Um, but as she jetpacks towards, uh, the hatch, she's grabbed and tackled by Saxon. Um, we now have like this melee showdown with Sabine and Gar Saxon having a boxing match. Um, it's a good fight. Sabine's kicking his ass. Yeah. Sabine really wastes Gar Saxon. Um, we see Fen Rao. He takes out the last commando and, um, what was that? Oh, then he blows and, yeah, up he the blows, gauntlet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he blows up the gauntlet. Um, so I don't know how fucking anybody's getting off of there after this. But I, I'm but sure you can go back to the fucking encampment and find something. To it's fly. only Saxon. Like, why wouldn't, I don't know. I just thought it was stupid to blow up the gauntlet. Like they should take that thing back and add it to the fleet. Yeah, that would actually be it's a, a really, cool ship. Yeah, it is a cool ship. I don't fly that thing around. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me do that one. That's the one I want. Um, but, yeah, so he blows up the the the, mara- the gauntlet. Um, we see Sabine. Uh, she gets behind him, and she fucking hits him in the jetpack and, like, takes out his jetpack. It's really cool. Um, and then she drop kicks him and takes off for the Phantom. Um, as she takes off for the Phantom, Gar kind of recovers and is able to sub- shoot Sabine's jetpack, but Ezra catches her anyways. Um, and pulls her to safety onto the Phantom, and then they get the fuck out of there. So I think all of Rao's, um, not Rao, excuse me, all of Saxon's men, the Sax man, I think they all got taken out. I think he's the oh, last yeah. one standing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so um, our last clip is them uh, leaving, and I don't know, we might have a new ally. Let's take a listen. I really thought you left us. 
I considered it. Then I realized you were willing to die for your people, even though they are not Mandalorian. You haven't forgotten our ways. That has earned my respect. Don't take this the wrong way, you guys, but, uh, Mandalorians are crazy. <laughs> crazy enough to join you. Yes, Ron. Honestly? <laughs> if you'll have me. I'd rather have you with us than against us. <laughs> oh, man. That's a perfect way to end a sitcom. Mandalorians are better with us than against us, freeze frame. Yeah. It's a rare condition this Starring day and age. Ezra Bridger. Read any good news so the read. Finn Rao. Okay, so Finn Rao is apparently joining up with the fucking rebel cause now. Um, and it is, it's nuts that this guy is such a dick and has tried to like either kill them or leave them for dead multiple times. And they're like, you know what? You're one of us. Come on board. Yeah, they're very accepting of people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's it is a kid show. Maybe it's trying to teach them some sort of like Barney lesson. Yeah. Like, you know, and so they're not explicitly stating because the kids are supposed to be watching a bit older, but give people a second chance, I guess. Sure. Even though like they almost got you killed like four times in the last <laughs> whatever. Um, that's the quickest we've gotten through an episode in a long time. <laughs> There's that's, not a it's it's a very quick moving episode. That chase went by quick. It's a long chase yeah. too. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it for fucking eight hours, but it it was probably about but four or five like, in a chase. It was one of these episodes that, as I was watching it, when it started wrapping up, I was like, this, "It can't be over." Yeah, like, there's still no. time left. It's very. It felt like a very quick hitter. Yeah. Um, thus, the episode review. Uh, what does IMDb give Imperial Super Commandos? IMDb is giving Imperial Super Commandos a seven point five. This is the first time I'm ever going to agree with IMDb completely. I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5. Okay. And this is another 7.5 for me. Nothing groundbreaking. Some cool little Sabine nuggets. But nothing crazy. Um, but a fun episode. Uh, good in its own right. But not, not one of the best episodes. It was fine. It was fine. It was fun. It was good. What do you got? So, uh, similar to you, I, I just elevated it so you ranked your this episode the same as last week's i'm ranking it the same as my rating last week so i'm giving it an eight okay i yeah. did i thoroughly enjoyed the episode it's fun there was an all a shitload but i love the fact that this is the first time that we actually get some like meat on the sabine bone yeah like we get her story built out that is somewhat intriguing yeah and we get to see her dealing with kind of her mandalorian past and I think it's kind of cool. It's setting the table for something cool, I think. Like it is cool big, that probably. she and Hera kind of have a similar tra trajectory where, like, they have families somewhere that they both left to join the Phoenix Squadron. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. They both have to reckon with that. I am curious about her mother because now I recognized a character. I, I pointed out a character. It was, like, Gar Saxon's first in command in, this, like, the Siege of Mandalore. Uh-huh. And I was like... I, it, I I didn't know anything about Sabine at the time because I hadn't watched any Rebels. But I was like, is that Sabine? And I'm thinking now maybe it's her mom. Maybe. Maybe that was her mother. What about Rook? You're not talking about Rook, though, are you? Yeah, Rook. Well, no, there's multiple ones. There's I, Rook. Oh, I, no, no, no. You Yeah, Rook was the Gar Saxon like, partner in the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and I was like, is Rook related to Sabine? It just had yeah. Sabine vibes to me. So 
But then again, I didn't know anything about Sabine then. I still don't really know anything about Sabine because they really don't talk about her that much in this show. Um, okay, so an 8 and a 7.5. We've really settled in into like 7.58 range. I know. Rebels has yeah, been consistent. Da, 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 da. Hey, if if these episodes are consistently throwing 7.5s, that's pretty good. I mean, it the season hasn't blown me away with anything, but everything's been strong, you know? Yeah. It's been good. Um, okay, light side moment of the episode. Um, gee, I don't know, man. Gosh. I, I really want to go with the guy hitting the fucking wall. <laughs> hitting the rock well, facing. We didn't bring it up, but there was another guy, part of Saxon's crew, that I think Ezra deflected a bolt and it hit him, and he just dropped yeah. and fucking exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see a plop, though. I need, I like, a good I know, plop. I know, I know. So I'm actually going to still give it to that because I did yeah. chuckle. And it just, if you would have just hit him, have him hit the rock facing with, like, a little more force, it would have been comedic yes. gold. It had fat cap potential. It had Delaney potential, but it just didn't get there. Yep. Okay, what do you got? Um, I went with, during the whole chase, there is a moment where Ezra goes like, we got to hurry up. Sabine's evil cousins are coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, yeah. like, Ezra being the comic relief, I actually did think yeah. he hit a couple of times in this. He's really adopted this, like, 35-year-old funny white woman yeah. personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's like a he's like a sitcom character. That's like the funny white yeah, lady. Yeah. You know, he's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ezra. The last few weeks, second grade teacher Ezra. Um, okay. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the episode. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of gotta go with just like I don't the darkness of just exterminating an entire encampment of people. I know, like, they're Mandalorians and they're warlike, and this is, like, their culture. But it still doesn't w- take away, like, the uh, absolute, like, shock and despair of, like, an entire encampment of people being wiped yeah, out. Just Very, eradicating an entire Just eradicating, village. I don't know, 500 people? I don't know how many people were there, but yeah, it's pretty, you know, dark empire shit. What do you got? Uh, mine, mine was the Mandalorian stabbing cube game that they were playing at the beginning. <laughs> you don't like, like it? This is their this is their recreation yeah. on Mandalore is playing a game with daggers where they just yeah. stab a cube. <laughs> I kind of got battleship vibes from it. It was funny. It was yeah. It's like you know, but it's just it, I thought it was nuts that it yeah. was like literal daggers. It wasn't yeah. any kind of like no, substitution. I mean, we could call up like Hasbro or Parker fucking Brothers or whatever. Uh, what does that fucking come? Parker, uh, Parker Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Yeah, you could call them up and be like, "Hey, we want a Star Wars themed board game. It's like Battleship, <laughs> only it's called Mandalorian Stab Swords." Yeah, and like you have the same Battleship thing. You place your fucking you place your like uh, your warriors in certain places, and you pick zones and try to stab them. Yeah, this I, could be a joint venture with zero tolerance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game was dark yeah very dark culture there how is the 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 beauty and glory that is sabine (laughs) i know satine excuse me i I, whenever i have a sabine episode i i I, I, for some reason i the name's so close you know but man she was she was far too perfect for this galaxy how does a pacifist 
be born from out that. of all of this. Especially when you look at like her sister is like just all about like oh, trying, yeah. you know, get the dark saber. I don't know, you know, I'm not saying I I got a lot to learn about Bo still. She is a minx. <laughs> but um it, yeah, I mean it's very interesting, you know, like um how they were probably raised in a similar environment. I mean same parents, so and how they came out so different. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Yep. Um, okay, so that was your dark side moment of the episode. We got to talk about a dark horse. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to get it up. I'm, I'm writing jokes with Jimmy Kimmel for the Oscars. Maybe. You got to get it up. Cheese. Butter! Gina Carano, come on the podcast. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Bob Bryan, Gina Grad, you're fired. Gina Carano, come on the podcast. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Mandy! Do you think he's writing jokes with Jimmy for the Oscars? Yes, Do you think they actually still talk? I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. Yeah. Maybe Kimmel's just a total piece of shit behind, the, <laughs> behind closed doors. They really, really went on a forked road, those two. Yeah, especially, like, it's one thing to have, like, I guess, you know, like, they always, I think they always probably had, like, differing political opinions a bit. But, like, he had Nick Fuentes on his show. An actual white supremacist. I saw a clip of that guy from some rally he had, like, out because he wasn't invited to CPAC. Yeah. And I did see some CPAC reporters being like, well, they didn't invite Nick Fuentes, and they had a problem with that. Yeah, of course. But literally his, like, little thing down the road from CPAC recently, like, he literally, like, said some of the most anti-Semitic yeah. shit, anti-trans shit. He like, is the guy's a self-admitted awful. white supremacist. Yeah. There was literally a picture of him with Kanye West and Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. Like, I, man, I don't know, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's really dark when you think about it. Although it seems like Trump not getting the numbers. Really? That he used to get at CPAC. Really? When he spoke, apparently, it, like, the turnout was not as good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Wasn't sold out for Trump? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Maybe um, I, I like to think that like maybe some people are coming to their senses about the bullshit of it all. But it's probably more likely like he's not radical enough for them. Yeah. Um, it's you know. because he. I'm boycotting this because you didn't let Nick Fuentes come and speak. I think that's it. You know that, and he's like he's kind of gloves, like kind of on with Ron DeSantis. Like he hasn't come up with a good nickname. He abandoned Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron is a winner. Yeah. Like, that's when I was like, oh, he's back. He's like, back, that's, yeah. That's, that's good stuff. He's got this, yeah. But he hasn't used it. He's still Well, I think some Ron people complained that it was like it was like racist against Italians. Why would he ever care? <laughs> yes. That was the, that's the baffling part. He's probably in deep to the mob or something. <laughs> That, I mean, that's the one line he doesn't yeah. cross. We're all kind of curious, like, how he bankrupted casinos and stuff. Meatball yeah. Ron. That is... <laughs> it was a winner. That is a good one. Yeah, what's he... He's going... He's back to Ron to Sanctimonious. Yeah. Sucks. Which, that is... He also stinker. did call him, like, a groomer, though. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> that party is nuts, man. 
They're batshit crazy. Like, I saw, like, Russell Brand on this clip from fucking Bill Maher. Like, yeah, going after, like how can you, how can you complain about Fox and not complain about MSNBC at the same time? I'm like, yeah, MSNBC is, like, liberal propaganda. We have, we have one but it is so far off from the batshit stuff that they believe on the right. We man. have one group that at their, at their convention is having an actual white supremacist and the other one is what you opened this episode with yeah it was <laughs> like Kamal President. Harris doing like <laughs> some stupid corny Marvel crossover on Colbert. Wakanda forever yeah like <laughs> absolute cringe but come on do we really have to equate like uh whatever whatever I mean yeah all mass media they, they're all Dennis. they're all painting this help me Dennis Prager I'm being canceled dark horse hero of the episode Gina Carano come on the podcast Dennis Prager help me I'm being canceled um Bob Brian Gina graduate fired help me Dennis Prager I'm being canceled oh the OCD's kicking in um <laughs> okay dark horse hero of the episode um I gotta go with Chopper being the hoverboard yeah Chopper hoverboard is strong through. and he can carry some weight yep man I what do you think the fucking like warehouse equivalent of a chopper would be I don't know. Ezra's well, Ezra's gotta be at least what, one sixty? He's gotta be at least hundred and sixty pounds. Nah, he's pretty seventy. I don't know. How tall do you think he is at this point? Ooh, that's a good question. He's pretty slight. Five eight? Five eight. But like I'm five eight, but I got more meat on the bone than right. him. Like right. he, like a lot I think the average weight for like a five eight, like slight build like Ezra is probably about one fifty. Okay. So maybe he's one fifty ish. I don't know, he's young. But yeah, I mean, Chopper's got some utility there. That's some. That's like a. That's like a new wave that's coming in. Man, I'm just you know that he's he's carrying stuff. I, I'd be curious what how much load he can bear. You know, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm going with Chopper being a hoverboard. What do you got? My dark horse hero of the week are cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> Big cliffs guy. Should have played Eric. Uh, Eric Dover. Uh, what's that guy's name? Eric Johnson. The cliffs of Dover. Oh yeah, the white cliffs of Dover. The white cliffs yeah. of Dover. What's his name? That's the Acme intro music. Yes, it is. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. We heard that. It was on Guitar Hero, right? I go to Acme Acme Comedy Club. I used to go all the time, and I always heard that because they used to play it as an intro to every comic. Eric Johnson. Yes, Eric Johnson. Cliffs of Dover. And it was it like I heard that and just associated with Acme and it wasn't until afterward I heard it and I was like oh my god this is an actual song I don't know why they chose that I mean I guess I it's kind of like an upbeat instrumental it like, like with the some crowd cool up, guitar I guess, I guess. Um, but yeah 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 okay I like but yeah that. close this episode we got the one guy that flew into one Sabine yeah. bombed one and it crushed another guy yeah Cliffs were playing a key role yes Okay, uh, I like that. So that's some good dark horse there. Do you want to do good order? Or do you want to do power rankings first? Ah, uh, your call. Okay. The Clone Cast presents Power Rankings. Talk to me. Okay, it is your power rankings. Uh, this replaced All Star of the Week. We wanted to we wanted to recognize more heroes. No, can't fix. No, oh no, the broken. Uh, okay. <laughs> broken. Um. So what we do here is we rank our three favorite characters of the episode. First place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. We're gonna add them all up at the end. Currently, there's a lot, but Hera's in first. Ezra's in second. Conch, Gal, and Aquash Bull are in third. Chopper's in fourth. Kanan's a little behind in fifth. So. Uh, who's your number one all-star power rank hero, Adam? If there's any episode to do it, it's this one, Sabine Wren. Sabine 
Ren. Number one. Number one with a bullet for both of us. Sabine Ren finally getting an episode that fleshes her out a little more. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead. We'll throw our six points total. Okay. Who's your number two? Number two, Ezra. Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger. He was doing some killer moves during that chase scene. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to Cut Up Kanan. <laughs> yeah. They didn't give Kanan much in the way of story or anything in this. He got one line and he fucking nailed it. He's a real cut up. So I'm going Kanan. Cut up Kanan, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a new slot for cut up Kanan. He's getting a, two points for me. Cut up Kanan. Or should we just give it to regular Kanan? Hopefully he has a better future than the cut up that we're used to. You remember the clone? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's dark. Yeah, you're a real cut up. <laughs> yeah. You? Oh, I forgot to mention that line a couple weeks ago. Like, we're, uh, it was last week uh, when Rex battled uh, the last <laughs> the flashbacks. Battle, Rex was like... Ezra's like, how many of these things do you think he destroyed? He's like, ah, I don't know. I lost count. Not like some of my other brothers, though. Like, implying that they, like, counted. And I remembered, like, yeah. fucking cut up, had, like, the fingers and stuff. <laughs> remember he was saving the droid fingers? He was, like, <laughs> he's, like, keeping parts and stuff. Yeah. Very dark. Okay, I'm going to give two points to Kanan, though. Who do you got for number three? Ah, Chopper. Chopper. You went Dark Horse. I'm giving him number three on power ranking. Okay, that's fair. Give Chopper a point there. He's playing the skateboard this round. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with slow escapes in a stolen vehicle. Um, <laughs> as they catch up to the Phantom, Fenrau could easily have let them in. Like, it wasn't like, but he just slowly floated away. It was very funny. Yeah. It looked funny as hell. Um, but what did you expect, guys? What did you expect sending him to the ship? I know <laughs> you think he's having a moment, but don't trust the slow escape shuttle. So I'm going slow escape shuttle. Uh, even though it's the Phantom, I'm calling it a shuttle because it eerily reminded me of a Star Trek shuttle. So I'm giving that a point. Um, okay, so that is your power ranking. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Whatever. Who was looking hot on Concord Dawn, correct? Concord yes. Dawn? Who was looking hot? Okay. Uh, good hood. Who's your fashion icon of the episode? It's a fashionista. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to Chopper wearing a Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> that um, was good. Yeah. So when Sabine sets, tells him to set the you know his frequency to this or whatever and then puts the helmet on top of Chopper. He's got, like, a little Fez hat on. Yeah. Like, you know, he looks like a Shriner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, Mandalorian Fez hat Chopper. That's what I'm going for my good. Who do you got? I am going with the Phantom 2. Okay. They got a hell of a paint job. They did paint it up. Cost me a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> they you also know. they went with the same theme as the Phantom 1. Yes. I, I like it. Yeah. It's cool. I actually think it looks cooler than it's Phantom fitting. 1. Yeah, I think it's a cooler looking ship than Phantom. And it has the crawly legs. It's got the crawly legs. Yeah. It's got the shark fin yeah. on top of it. I can't wait to see the Phantom crawl somewhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just skitter a little bit as it lands. Yeah. Very excited for that moment. Just, <laughs> 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 All 
Okay, well, that's some good hood. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to listen to Jazz Man quick. Pick once more from the top. Yay! Hey! The Sex Man's Testifying. Jazz Man's Testifying. Faithless all right. Good song. Do you prefer the Lisa Simpson version over the original? Uh, I think I like the original more. But is it Carol King? No, it's is a, it uh, it's Carol. Uh, which one is it? I Who's think it's someone else. I don't think it's Carol King. Are we sure it's not Carol King? I feel like it's oh, Carol. Maybe King. it is. Yeah, yeah it is. It, yep. it's Carol King. It's Carol King. It's Carol King. You like Carol King? I love Carol King. Right. I think I once described Carol. <laughs> I forget who I was describing here too, but I once described. Carol. Wait, you saw a Carol King like tribute band? And, yeah, like, I did. It was well. <laughs> it was Carol King at the fucking uh, Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. No, it was at uh. Crooners in Fridley. <laughs> it was. It was a Car- Carol King, Carly Simon, and Joni Mitchell tribute band. Okay. Yeah. Did the Joni Mitchell tribute have more Jellins? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Did you look up Morgellons? <laughs> no, not yet. You should get acquainted with Morgellons while I play this. Okay. You're going to have to Google that one. All right. Yeah, da, 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 da. All right. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca there. Um, this is the tagline segment. What I used to do here is I'll predict the next episode's plot based off of the tagline at the start of the Clone Wars episode. We no longer have the luxury. Therefore, I predict... The next episode based solely off of the episode title. See, the bit is, I haven't actually seen this whole series. So, uh, Adam, what's our episode next week? Next episode is titled Iron Squadron. Iron Squadron? Iron Squadron. I think we're going to get introduced to like some new uh, rebel battalion called the Iron Squadron. And I don't know, man. They're going to wear fucking like an iron man costume or something like that that. sounds exciting yeah i don't fucking know i have no idea so iron squadron season three episode eight will be our next episode correct yep all right how do you do you shit all right adam where can listeners reach us send us an email we are clonecastpod at gmail.com you can reach out to us on twitter instagram tiktok at clonecastpod share the episode leave a review have a friend leave a review it means a lot to tom tell your friends means a lot to me i'm depressed reach out if you want to join the discord too we'll give you a link you can talk to us we love all of our clone castanovas uh, we will see you next time for Iron Squadron. Until then, may the barbecue broccoli be with you. Frazier has left the building. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's day? Hope you're listening, Zet. Thank you.